Welcome to Carve Your Own Fucking Path, a podcast featuring candid interviews with unconventional entrepreneurs who are boldly building a business and life on their own terms. I'm your host, Willow, video producer and storyteller at Be Seen Productions. My mission is to elevate your online presence. All my guests on the show also have a big mission and inspiring story to share. You'll hear messy truths, triumphs, and tribulations from entrepreneurs who have been there and done that and who are unapologetically blazing their own trail. If you're starting out in business, you'll gain practical insights and tips so you know what it takes. And if you've been waiting for a sign to carve your own fucking path, this is it. Okay, let's meet my next guest. You are going to love my next guest, Joe Watson. She writes brilliant stuff that makes people sound really fucking epic. Joe's been carving her own path as quite the outspoken writer. She loves swearing, sarcasm, and puns, and all of this has led to her making a name for herself over on LinkedIn. So I was very curious about who this person was behind the writing. Stay tuned to hear Joe's insights on how she was able to find success online when she stopped playing by the rules and how you can too by tapping into your authentic voice and not holding back. Okay, let's meet Joe. She's joined by her lovely cat, Barry. Hi, Will. <laughs> it's like Barry will be joining us. Is this okay? Love it. Thank you for being on Carve Your Own Fucking Path. No, thank you so much for inviting me on. It really is an honor. You're like the ideal guest in so many ways. You, <laughs> you, um, you own the word fuck, first of all, and that's unique. Thank you. I, I do, I do, I do want to trademark it. I do, you know, if, if other people mm-hmm. say it, I feel like I should get some kind of royalty for yeah. it or, you know. <laughs> So I know you were a primary school teacher before this. Yes. So. Yeah, I, I was. Um, I was just never cut out for it, Willow. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know why I was in that career. It wasn't mm. something I dreamed of doing. I didn't like kids. Um, I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I can I can relate. Yeah. Oh, well, I just don't like them. Um Uh, No, I I don't know why I went into that career. I had tried when I was at university, I had tried to get so many intern programs Mm. uh, going. So like working in in big corporate organizations, because I really thought that would be me. I thought, you know, I want to be in a powerful place where I'll work Mm -hmm. my way up and I'll I'll make big decisions and big changes and and all of that and I never got given anything uh funny story well I think it's funny story uh your listeners may disagree um I had (laughs) I went through the interview process with 3M you know the people who make post-its yep okay okay. (laughs) snatches of them here I went through a process I think I went through six interviews with them and assessment stages and then at the end of it I just got an email saying no we won't be taking you on and and I Mm. thought I've been I've invested so much in this process not even to get a detailed breakdown of, of why I wasn't chosen it was like no we just won't be taking it any further so I was really annoyed and I got over it but my best friend Lucy has never got over it and since that day she's boycotted 3M so <laughs> she will not have a post-it note in the house 
<laughs> Anything that's been made by 3M, <laughs> like, no, I, I love her strength. Like, yeah, <laughs> the fact that she so feels so strongly about it, I massively got over it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. imagine the path that if they had said yes, imagine where you'd be right now. Well, exactly. That's yeah. These decisions, you know, just completely de- you know, choose the direction, but was this in your early twenties or something? Like, was this out of school? I was at university. So, oh, okay. uh, so what, 18 to 21. Yes. Yeah, so I will have been applying in my third year uh, in the okay. hope that I'd start something, you know, around about my 22nd birthday, something like that. And I just, I didn't get any of them. And I applied to some really big names and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but 3M was the one I really wanted. And yeah, I thought like I'd, I'd gone so far with them, but I never got it. But like I said, I eventually got over it. But my mm-hmm. best friend, Lucy, um, yeah, she, she will not. She was sitting <laughs> in the house. She won't use them. <gasps> Well, I love that. I love her her kind of um kind of Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just brilliant. She's so committed to it. Um <laughs> but, but no, I um I did end up in teaching. It's a very, very tough job. Mm-hmm. I've got so much respect for anyone who does it, Willow. It's yeah. hard. Uh it's hard with the kids, it's even harder with the parents, and it's harder still with um, you know, any regulatory body that's trying to keep you in your box. So like mm-hmm. you've got who who have no clue about what it means to to look after children and to educate them yet still there they are making yep. all the decisions so right uh, so no I didn't, I didn't like it at all um I actually grew to love the kids mm-hmm. and that was the best part of the, the job I did I did get to really like it um but just the actual job itself just wasn't for me so um I started working in alternative education so I worked for a football club over Mm -hmm. here a professional football club and loved it absolutely loved it until I got promoted um and then I found out very quickly that there is no real place for women in leadership Mm. in professional sports it is the most sexist place I've ever witnessed Mm -hmm. uh it was almost degrading to an extent and And I absolutely hated it. And I remember my dad saying to me, stick with it for a year so Mm -hmm. you can get that on your on your CV, on your resume and, you know, go go elsewhere with it and say, I've done a year of management and leadership. Mm -hmm. What can I go on to? So I did. I used it uh, to the best of my ability. But then eventually I just started building a good write up. I thought I'm going to use it as a side hustle. I'm going to write for people. I'm Mm -hmm. really good at it. I enjoy it. So I thought I'll build it as a side hustle. And then eventually I thought I'll, I'll go full time with this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then three weeks after leaving my beautifully secure job, I found out I was pregnant. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a new business, a new baby. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so it was, intense. It was so stressful. It's so intense, Willow. Yeah. But I, I didn't have any choice. I had to, I right. had to go with it. You know, I right. wanted my business and I wanted the baby. And I was like, right. well... <laughs> Got to keep both. Half decent job with both, right? <laughs> but here we are. You know, several years mm-hmm. later, I'm doing okay. The business is alive. The baby is alive. Yep. I'm alive. <laughs> and I, I, I've heard you say before that it was like if you knew that you were going to be pregnant, you would not have left the job. So, how does that translate? I guess that you know, in other ways of like, if we really knew what was going to happen. 
would we make the same choices? I think it's taught me a lesson that if you wait for the right time, you're not going to find one. Yeah. It is not going to come along. Um, if you are looking for the reason to make a jump to something to um, be based on external factors, there'll all be, always be something that comes up to block you or to say, mm-hmm. oh, no, this is a good idea. And I think it's taught me the lesson that if you find yourself in a situation, you will get out of it if you have to. And, right. and I know that, that sounds awful. That sounds like, oh, getting out of the, the situation of, of having to deal with, with what my life threw me towards. But no, I, I had to. I couldn't, I couldn't go back to my job. I didn't want to. I'd left mm-hmm. it for a reason. Um, I couldn't go back because can you imagine going back to my boss and saying, <laughs> I know I left you, but now I'm pregnant. <laughs> So I'll be leaving again in another eight to nine months, but please, can I have my job back? In a sexist you know, exactly. job. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so it was never going to work. Um, and I thought, well, I'm, I'm just going to have to do this, aren't I? So mm-hmm. it, it was a big reminder to me that, no, you, you can get through any situation if you have to. Right. And yeah, and, and I'm so glad it all happened the way it did, because although it was it was really hard, Mm-hmm. um mentally and physically it was so so hard in the pregnancy right. stage in the early days of Lily being born trying to manage everything trying to deal with my physical health my mental health because mm. that a, a battering it really did mm-hmm. but the alternative looking back was that I might still be in a job I you know don't particularly love right right now yeah. And, and, you know, coming so home true. to my child, you know, I, I could be coming home to my child every night and not wanting to spend any time with her because mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I don't like who I am or what I'm doing or what I'm putting out into the world. And I'm taking it out on her and, right. uh, you know, and we never spend any quality time together because I'm always half thinking of work. So yeah, I can't, I can't imagine what that must feel like. So no, although it was mm-hmm. hard, it was absolutely the right path to be thrown down. So I, I didn't right. so much carve it, Willow. I was, <laughs> I was launched down it. But by God, I've I've tried to own it as I've gone through. So yes, you have. I'm just the visual on that is it's quite funny. Here you go, Joe, flying yeah towards that path. I have. To, I mean, I have to ask about way before like childhood and just this rebellious. Were you rebellious? No. Oh, okay. So, I mean, your personality, again, your writing is just so, reading your website, for example, it's so juicy and it's so confident. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm like, I want more. And then, you know, so you have this confidence about you and just this rebelliousness. And so <laughs> it seems like it just didn't happen recently so was this like a um no I I think I think it did happen recently and this this is is where it just ruins the podcast for you and you go okay bye (laughs) not at all I'm I'm fascinated I'm like wow just it's uh, yeah so I gotta know so it's more recent yeah I I wasn't rebellious at all I was uh, a good girl a good student Mm. I loved learning I wanted to work hard um I wasn't one of the popular kids because of all those things that <laughs> yeah. I've just mentioned. 
Um, no, I never, never did anything wrong. If I did inadvertently do something wrong, it crucified me. Mm. And I see that, I see that in my daughter. Now I see it in Lily. She mm-hmm. accidentally, um, she accidentally hit me on the, the side of the face yesterday. She was turning around and she, she accidentally hit me, but it did, it hurt, but it was a total accident mm-hmm. while she turned around. And I went, ow, Lily, that really hurt. And the face started oh. going and bottom lip. Yeah. And she was like, I'm sorry, mommy. I'm sorry, mommy. And it stayed with her for like hours. She was mm-hmm. absolutely gutted by it. And, and that's what I was like, if I thought I'd done anything to hurt anyone, upset the status quo, mm-hmm. ruin anything in any way for myself or anyone else, I hated it. Um, but I think that that has kind of shaped who I am because I was a hard worker and I do mm-hmm. still believe in being a hard worker. I just think that now as an adult, there are different ways to work hard. It's not about saying yes, and I will do that and I'll get straight on it. And uh, you want me to do this, so I have to do it for you. And you're the boss, so what you say goes. I've Mm -hmm. learned that, no, there are are other ways around that. We can challenge that. As someone who's self-employed, I've learned that I can choose my my people who I want to work with. I don't have to Mm -hmm. say yes to everything. Uh, the minute I feel a client is trying to own me rather mm-hmm. than work with me, it's not about keeping them happy. It's about doing what's best to keep us both happy. So we both enjoy right. it. So, so it has, it has shaped me in, uh, in being someone who wants to do a good job and to, to be happy whilst mm-hmm. doing it. It's a nice little life. Um, but no, this whole rebellious thing, it is, it is fairly recent. So I've got friends who are employed and they'll tell me something about what their boss has said or their mm-hmm. boss has expected them to do or how someone's treated them. Mm-hmm. And I've got friends who are self-employed who are telling me about how a client has been awful with them. Right. And I will sit there and I'll be like, no, you need to do this. It's all about boundaries. It's mm-hmm. all about respect. You need to say this. This is what you need to hold firm on. Yeah, I listen to myself saying that. And I think, yeah, this is absolutely what I believe in and how I run my own business and my own life. But several years ago, I was exactly where they were. I was the one thinking, oh, well, I have to do this. You know, my boss has said we we have to stay in till nine o'clock at night because because his report is due. Mm-hmm. And and now I think, well, that, that's your fucking report, isn't it, mate? Yeah. It's not my <laughs> Yeah. You know, right. I don't get paid any extra for you doing that mm-hmm. report. So, um, so, so yeah, it, it's weird. I don't know where it's come from. I think, I, I don't know. I think I've just got to a point where, because I've towed the line for so long and I have been the good girl and respectful and I've played by the rules and I've done everything and it's not necessarily worked in my favor. Mm-hmm. I thought, fuck this. I will right. do my own thing. I will carve my own path because I remember as well with that boss, if I did something brilliant, he would come in the next week with a new car <laughs> or, right. you know, or, yeah. or he wouldn't, he wouldn't come in at the last week of the month because he was going on holiday with his girlfriend. He was just mm-hmm. decided we're going to have a spa weekend with, with my girlfriend. And, and I think you, you've done that because I've just signed a big client or because I've completed this wonderful report that puts us in this glowing position. And I thought, no, I am not working hard so that people can pat me on the back. And then that's all I get. Mm -hmm. I'm not, if if that, if that, I think 
I think sometimes when you start doing well, people just expect it and there's no longer a well done, good work, good job. Mm-hmm. It's just well, that that's what I expect. I expect yep. you to go above and beyond. Um, right. and, and I thought, I think there must've just been a turning point where I thought, no, fuck this. I am going to work hard for myself and for the things that I want. And if mm-hmm. I feel someone's taking the mick, that they're going to know about it, I will fire right back at them. Right. And it's quite good fun, Willow. It really is yeah. kind of the great thing about working with wonderful clients now, because I've cherry picked them. I've learned to cherry pick mm-hmm. them over time. I've got to a position where I'm able to do that. Mm-hmm. The downside is that I very rarely have to have a go at anyone. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, it's just smooth. <laughs> yeah, it's a smooth, it's an eventful. And, you know, I, I long for a client to turn around and ask me something really unreasonable. <laughs> so I can go. You need some drama. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yes so, yeah, oh. so, yeah I'm 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 cursed by uh by the good position that I'm eventually <laughs> well you do have uh, excellent boundaries and that's yeah. that's the key I mean you're really in it's this is so inspiring because I you know would have thought this has been your personality forever and then you've just now found your like sweet spot and now you're getting attention for it so yeah. it's, it's even more interesting that you decided, is that a, with, with this previous boss, that previous job, would that be a defining moment when you decided I'm going to carve my own fucking path here? I think there were, there were two defining moments. So uh, the one where I was at the football club, mm-hmm. where I got promoted, I'd gone from this job that I loved working at a lower level, doing my job, turning up, doing a great job for other people, making mm-hmm. the whole club good and then I got promoted and I realized the whole sexist industry I was working in and how a few people were saying to me oh you've just got to grow a thick skin and deal with it and I thought I I don't want to grow a thick skin I shouldn't have to deal with this it's not Mm -hmm. about me being more resilient it's about we need to change society and and how how this is we can't just go along with it and I did the unthinkable willow so I would always be saying to people previously don't leave your job until you've got another one lined up. And mm-hmm. I got to a point where I couldn't deal with that anymore. Yep. And I left that job. I walked out. I spectacularly walked mm. out of the job with nothing to go to. And I thought I would rather have no money and have mm-hmm. no certainty than be faced with a certainty of how I feel every day right. at the moment. And it yeah. was it was horrendous. I've never felt so low in mm. my life. Wow. And so I came to, so that, that was a defining moment for me. Mm-hmm. But then that the second one was that I ended up getting a, a job. And again, I loved it. I had it for about three years. But my plan was I'm going to build a good write up on the side, mm-hmm. work in this job for a, a few years and then make that full time jump. But whilst I loved the job, it was that situation of I do well. And my boss would say, well done, Joe. And then he'd be off in the new car on the big mm-hmm. holiday with a nice watch and so whilst he was never horrible to me he was he was a good boss he was lovely I just knew everything I was doing was to serve him and I thought no if I can do so much for someone else's business imagine Mm -hmm. what I can do my own imagine if I just put my my full-time energy into this so so I think it's it's several several Mm -hmm. kind of steps away and then just as I've been going along in that time on my own in a good write-up, I think I've got tougher by the day. Mm-hmm. And, right. and I like right. it. 
I like yes. it. I do. And it, it, it does get me attention. It's not always nice attention, but. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's attention. And the, yeah. um, okay, so writing, when did that start? Was this something you, you did long ago? Was this something you, you identified with as a, a strength of yours? Yes, definitely. Okay. I loved it. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun with it. Um, I just, yeah, I found it easy. Mm-hmm. I, I love books. I love reading. Um, a book was always going to be something I'd, I'd want to engage with over anything else. Uh, so I was a bit of a geek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. So I'm not trying to make it sound nice, but now I was a geek. Um, but no, I, I, I loved it. Like I if we were at school and we had a, a wet play time, so we weren't able to go outside and play because it was raining, we had to stay inside. Mm-hmm. All the other kids would go and get the toys and games and I'd be like, yes, let's get a book. Let's <laughs> yeah. read. So much fun. I really was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But no, I, loved, I loved reading. I loved writing. And I had a bit of a dark sense of humor even back then Mm. um, because my auntie and my mom and my dad have kept hold of so many of the stories I wrote when I was younger. And I laugh at them and think, oh my God, I wrote that. And then there's part of me that thinks if a therapist ever (laughs) saw this, they would have a feel way. I just had a really dark sense of humor. (laughs) I may maybe mm-hmm. it's for a future podcast that I may share some of the early work <laughs> I'd love to read it but they were they yeah. were funny mm-hmm. but you know they, they weren't about flowers and lovely houses and and stuff like that they were a bit they were a bit dark but I enjoyed <laughs> it because I enjoyed the impact that my writing had and mm-hmm. I remember um I remember helping my mum with things so my my mum uh, well, both my mom and dad have, have always had this really strong work ethic. Mm-hmm. They've always worked every hour, every job, you know, sometimes several jobs at once. Right. And I, I saw that. And I remember that my mom was working two jobs and she decided to go uh, to university as an adult. Mm-hmm. So she okay. had me and my brother, two jobs. Mm-hmm. And she said, I, I'm, I, want to, I want to go to night school. So I want to go to university, but at night I want to, to learn mm-hmm. and and get these qualifications and I would sit there with her and and we'd work on them together I found it fascinating what she was working on and I would see how powerful writing was and you know because she was writing to prove how good she was in Mm -hmm. in her field and and I loved it I was fascinated and I just started doing things for fun so I remember like our uh I think it was our fridge it broke um so our refrigerator broke and I think where we'd bought it from said, you know, you're not having a refund, uh, even though it was like nearly brand new. So I wrote a letter and not, not an email because mm. before right. emails, <laughs> I wrote a yeah. letter okay. basically, you know, saying <laughs> why I was upset and what I wanted as a mm-hmm. result. And I remember they gave my mum the money back mm. and everything. And even though they'd swore blind, they weren't going to do it. And, uh, and, and I thought, wow, you know, the, the power of language right. to the power of sitting down and crafting something and after that mm-hmm. I became obsessed with Willow I was like oh, what okay what can I complain about and um I wrote to our local member of parliament and mm. about fox hunting I, I was appalled that fox hunting was still a thing at the time and mm-hmm. and I wrote to say about that and he wrote back to me and 
I loved that. I thought, wow, people actually respond to mm-hmm. you. And I don't, it just became this addiction, really. So I was always writing things. I then started writing uh, CVs and resumes for people so that they could oh, get wow. jobs. And I was doing this, you know, like in my early teens. And That's then I, crazy. I just, it, it is. It's absolutely so geeky. I should have been out having fun. But this was fun. <laughs> This was fun to me. Yeah, that's the thing. It's I your passion, it. you yeah, know. And I love it. Yeah, seeing that yeah. what I would create would have an, an impact mm-hmm. and an output. And there was such right. a sense of achievement and pride from that. So I just kept doing it. And then it got to a point as I was an adult where I thought, I could make some money doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did. Right. <laughs> that's and now I you are. My own business. Yeah. So now. Yeah, I write for people and it's not a favor anymore. It's not for fun. It's right. you know, <laughs> over my head. So. Exactly. And how did you develop your voice? I mean, was that something that could you, can you see that it was like back then when you were in these early days writing or has it just been a transformation? Um, I think with the sense of humor always being there, mm-hmm. uh, it must have always just been something that was that was me. Mm-hmm. But of course, when you're young and you're at school and when you're in the early days of a professional career or you're growing up in society, you know that you've got to be very formal and you've got to, you know, do everything just so. And and that's great. And I think that really, really helps me. I think such as when people do complain and they write letters mm-hmm. of complaint, I've said to them, you know, well, please make sure you do tell them in the letter what is the outcome that you want? Because if you're just going to rant at them and and have a go and say, I don't like this and another thing, and this Mm -hmm. is what I was unhappy about, and you don't actually give them something actionable to work on, it's a waste of your time and theirs. So I fully appreciate the structures and the formalities we have to go through. Mm -hmm. It's confidence over time that has allowed me to just be a bit more me Mm -hmm. in these things and to, to have a bit of fun with it. It does, it does get me in trouble, Willow. You probably <laughs> see yourself some of the comments I've made on LinkedIn. <laughs> I do sometimes write them and think, what have I done? And it's too late to do it now. <laughs> yes. But, okay, so LinkedIn, you have quite a few followers and, and definitely, like you said, you know, minor celeb. How did that, <laughs> which I love, how did that um, evolve? Well, just for the purposes of, of your listeners, I would just like to clarify that when I do say <laughs> I'm a minor celebrity on there, I'm obviously saying that in jest. I don't, I don't want anyone wow. thinking, wow, she's full of herself. <laughs> it's, it's obviously a joke that I have, yeah. but I think that's, that's part of my persona on there. I am jokey. I don't like taking things too seriously. I think life's right. too short for that. I think humor can break down a lot of barriers. I think it can mm-hmm. build a lot of bonds. And I think that's what we're all here for. We're all here to communicate with people and make right. for a better society as well as better businesses for ourselves mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. Um, but no, I so it, it is a, a whole joke about, yeah, I'm a minor celebrity. Someone called me a national treasure the other day. I thought <laughs> I'm going to run with that one. I like that one. Very yeah, important. that's good. And I think, I think it's just because I say what a lot of people are thinking, but right. don't have courage to say. So mm-hmm. I think I've a little bit of a figurehead for people in that way, where they're thinking, I don't have to say it. <laughs> because right. Joe, Joe will. will say it. <laughs> say it. Exactly. And I'm, 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 um, but it has taken a bit of time. Um, I was on the platform mm-hmm. for several years and I used mm. it by 
believed it should be used, which was to to be just an online list of your business skills mm-hmm. and your job and what you yep. can do. And I remember my first posts were all about uh, having a copywriter is a great investment for your business. It can help you do this, this and this. If you need a copywriter and you want someone who will give your business the attention it deserves and it was all very right. prim and proper and standard and vanilla and it didn't mm-hmm. get me anywhere. It didn't get mm-hmm. me any clients, it didn't get me any sales. So I just started posting things that I thought might be interesting um if not to anyone else then at least to me because I thought well mm-hmm. I can't do any worse I'm not I can't get any fewer clients from LinkedIn than right. I have already <laughs> I just started yeah. I just started having fun I started posting about things that weren't strictly business related and I mm. found that it was relating to people you know it was resonating people were saying oh I feel that and I've mm-hmm. experienced that it was getting conversations going and it was getting me known as a person Right. rather than as a copywriter and I think that is the key in business because mm-hmm. if people want a copywriter there are thousands to choose right. from thousands yeah. on LinkedIn alone right but I'm thinking well people will want to choose a copywriter who they want to work with who they feel they know who they feel they quite like who they can trust who they can mm-hmm. be open and honest with who will get their business and for a lot of people I will not be that person but that's mm-hmm. great because I'm not wasting their time. I'm right. not wasting their time on a discovery call or, or anything like that. But there mm-hmm. are other people who contact me and say, I followed your stuff for ages. I love how you come across. I love what you write about. I think you're the copywriter for us. And that's how business is done. And so mm-hmm. I'm so keen to keep that going and to show people who I am, what my values are, what I right. might be like work with I think that's so much more important than me saying this is why a copywriter is a good idea they know why it's a good idea right you know they don't don't need need to tell tell them that Uh, but I have started pushing and pushing and pushing so the things I say I am getting a bit more controversial I am pushing boundaries just because I kind of want to see what will happen (laughs) yeah I mean how I just, I love what you're saying because you're, you're doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. You're not following the rules, which so many people do this strategy, that strategy. So you have fun on the platform. You say what you want to say. What is your level of caring? <laughs> That's a brilliant question. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I have one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. Um, what is my level of caring? What about <laughs> what about what other people think you mean? Or yeah. about like in all honesty, I mean, how much do you really care? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the best question I've ever seen. <laughs> um, oh, you know I'm tagging you in a post later on about that, Will. <laughs> yes. Um I think, right, when people say, I don't care what people think of me, they're lying. Yeah. Because we do. We are human. Mm-hmm. Regardless of our personality and how we go about doing things, we are human. And right. we have to have relationships to survive. Mm-hmm. We do. You know, whether it's that sense of love, that sense of security and safety from people we can trust, mm-hmm. or whether it's the relationships that that keep us getting that positive reputation in business so that we can 
you know, keep our business going. We can pay our way in society. We can keep a nice roof over our heads and, and you know, have a lovely life for ourselves, mm-hmm. anyone else. Um, so we do care what people think. And I certainly do. If I thought I'd upset someone, and I mean mm-hmm. genuinely upset them, right. it would crush me. So it goes right back to that childhood we talked yeah. about and where Lily is now as my daughter. If I mm-hmm. feel that I have caused someone pain or suffering in any sense, it would crush mm-hmm. me. It would eat away at me. Sometimes, do you ever get those nights where you can't sleep? And the reason you can't sleep is because you remember something you did 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that might have been taken wrongly by someone and you think, yeah. oh, God, they hate me. What if they've hated me every day for 12 years? You know? <laughs> right. I, I am like that. These things, they get to mm-hmm. me. Things really do right. get to me. I, I take things personally myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm such a big believer in conversation. I would always want to chase things up and say, did, did you mean that? Because that kind mm-hmm. of came across in a way that's quite upsetting. And if you've got a problem with me, I would like to know what it is, why it is there. Mm-hmm. And if, if we can't sort it out, at least can we just respectfully part ways with this rather than someone. Um, so for example, someone left my membership. I've got a blogging membership. Someone mm. left it and blocked me on all social platforms. Wow. And I, I emailed them and said, oh, I'm gutted that you've left. You're welcome back anytime. I hope everything's mm-hmm. all right. Everything Okay. And they just didn't get back to me. And so I've got it in my head that I've done something terrible. But the fact that I don't know what it is kills me. Because if they told me what it was and I thought I haven't done anything wrong, I would stand by what I've done and just accept the fact that they don't like me. They no longer want to to be in my sphere. That's Mm -hmm. fine. But I would love to know because if it was a misunderstanding, I could put it right. 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 So, So I massively care what people think. I really, really do. However... I am not going to care about the opinions of people who are offended for the, the sake of being offended. Right. And yeah. I feel, I feel that's what social media is mm-hmm. these days. I will not apologize for saying something that is completely backed up by fact. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will not apologize for backing up my opinions. If I know that it is just an opinion, it's not me having some kind of slur against someone because I wouldn't, right. I would never go against someone's character I would certainly never put something out there that is is actually offensive in the real sense of Mm -hmm. of the word but when when people do get offended over ridiculous things like someone had made the joke ages ago saying um I love bananas they're my favorite fruit I think if I could only choose one fruit for the rest of my life it would be bananas and then someone made the joke that, oh, well, you haven't mentioned oranges. So clearly, what is it about oranges that you don't like? Why are you so against apples? Why have they not been included? Why are you excluding kiwi fruits? Yeah. And it, but it is like that. It's so a silly true. Analogy. I know, but it, it's like you talk about something and people are like, well, what about, oh, you haven't said this. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I got into something last night with someone. Um, it wasn't even my post. This is the thing I jump in on other people's <laughs> posts. Yeah. Um, and then just see what, what I'm doing. <clears throat> someone had, had put something on about um, there's a campaign that's been set up by, I think it's the Scottish police. Mm. And they're setting it up. And it's about men taking more of a responsibility for keeping other men in check regarding mm-hmm. the violence against women that we are 
particularly experiencing in Britain mm-hmm. at the moment. There's, okay. there's been very profile cases about violence against women and and it's mm-hmm. been awful. It's it's high profile and it, it's been horrendous. And this campaign has said, uh, we believe we are um, we are putting the um, male violence against women. We're putting it strongly where it belongs with men. They need to sort mm. it out. It's not about women walking in groups. It's not about women wearing something less provocative. It's not right. about women not going out after dark. Yes, we do things to protect ourselves because we know we live in a terrible society at times. Mm-hmm. But the, the people who are responsible for male violence against women are males. Of course it is. Yeah. And some guy had commented saying, Oh, so you're saying that women never commit crimes. Well, this is very poorly thought out. What about all the men who've suffered at the hands of women? And I just thought that, that is so tone deaf. It really yeah. is. It's stop, stop making this about something it's not. Mm-hmm. This is a campaign that exists because there's a problem. You don't go to someone who's suffering from cancer and say, stop making it all about you. People are dying of other things as well. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about focusing on a problem at a time and dealing with it and, mm-hmm. and realizing that male violence again. I'm sorry to get all political on your podcast. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a real stuff. I mean, you know, it, it's a, this is a huge issue. It, it, it really huge. is. It, it's, it's terrifying. And nobody's saying, you know, women don't commit crimes. No one's saying mm-hmm. that men aren't the victims of violence. They are. Right. You yeah. Know, but there's, there's a massive, massive issue we have to take action on at the mm-hmm. moment. And this guy flying in with that. So I thought, I'm going to rip this guy and you arsehole. I really am. Yeah. And you did, I'm assuming. Yes. <laughs> and I did. And this was on LinkedIn. This sounds like a Facebook yeah. thing. Okay. Um, no, well, yeah, so on- LinkedIn. LinkedIn's worse. I know, I know people yeah. say, oh, this isn't Facebook and, and all of that. LinkedIn is so much worse because mm-hmm. LinkedIn community standards are awful you can Mm. um, I was was talking about this the the other day in a in a blog um if you call someone a misogynist if you Mm -hmm. call someone a misogynist you can have your comment removed and you can be banned because it is seen as uh bullying and harassment but if you call a person a misogynist (laughs) And they've, you've done it right. Because you, you shouldn't call someone something if they've not done it. Don't accuse someone of a crime mm-hmm. they've never committed, right. obviously. But but someone can write misogynist comments. Someone can have this, this awful attitude to women in a public domain, say horrendous things, be incredibly sexist. That doesn't go against standards mm. unless, they, if, unless they use the word fuck. That's you know, crazy. If it, if they say, you wow. know, you need to shut your, you need to shut your fucking mouth, you stupid woman, mm-hmm. that might get thrown off. If they say you need to shut your mouth, you stupid woman, no, that's okay, that's um, okay. But if someone says that is so misogynist, you cannot behave like that because you've called them a misogynist. You can be removed from the platform. Okay, so it's just keywords. Sounds like there's no tone. It's just the words. Keywords. It's keywords, wow. and it's, it's awful because you can yeah. imagine how things just get massively out of hand and I've had mm-hmm. comments deleted reported mm. um I, I had I had a post removed that spoke out again against the racists we had after the the football over here where mm. we had a massive issue with racism it was awful and I was one of the many people who spoke out about it and mm-hmm. I got my post deleted for calling a racist a racist wow 
Mm. That I just spoke to someone yesterday. He had his his whole profile taken down because he was using some software he had deleted a long time ago, but yeah. it was still detecting it. Okay. And so they shut it down completely. And he luckily, and he's a storyteller. I mean, he's not posting anything controversial at all, but he luckily had a, an email list, you know, and, and took his contacts from there because now the platform is completely gone. That's, so that's terrible. People build a livelihood on there, Willow. My, my right. entire business is on there. If it, if yeah. it goes, I really am in trouble. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that. That is where I get mm-hmm. so many of my clients, my referrals. It's where I build my right. relationships. It's where I share my own content. You know, it's where I can mm-hmm. share what kind of writer I am. I can show how good at writing that I am with my stories on there. Right. And it's terrifying that it's being taken off the wrong people. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, oh, you use some software, so we're banning you. But someone can go on there and be the most hideous human known to man. Right. And be <laughs> okay. Was there a a transition in that way for you? Because you, I mean, that's what I love is you're, it doesn't seem like there's many filters, you know, and, the, and it's, and it's done in a way that isn't gratuitous because I think that is also a thing, you know, people gratuitously use it, but was there, um, like an identity shift. I'm curious. I always ask about identity because you in particular came from such a different world and then now showing up in a very public way in this yeah. new identity. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, I think if you try to be someone else on social media, whether you try to tone yourself down or you try mm-hmm. to build yourself up, it, it's, it's unsustainable. You right. can't do it. You will, you will yeah. always fall short. And if you don't, if you don't fall short or come across as, as fake online, when people then meet you in real life to hopefully do business with you, they're going to realize, no, this the isn't same. the same person. Mm-hmm. You need it to be, especially when you're working with people or perhaps just forming friendships with people. I've made a lot of good friends on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be, if they were to turn up in a bar to meet you for a drink, that they mm-hmm. think, yeah, this is the exact same person right. who was online. Whereas I feel that a lot of people do either try to tone themselves down, mm-hmm. which they're doing themselves a disservice, or they try to make themselves something they're not, which is the more popular phenomenon, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that. I really, really can't stand it. So I think you do, you do owe it to yourself to be who you are. I swear in real life. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that I would swear online. I didn't do it right, right. at the start. I didn't think it would be permitted. I didn't think it was professional. Mm -hmm. I I admit I was one of those people who thought you can't say that on here. But then I started running a business and then I saw which clients I was getting. And I thought, how am I when I'm on the phone to one of my clients or we're emailing? What's our language like? And it's relaxed. It's informal. It's fun. We swear. And I thought, well, if I want to attract those sorts of people, Mm -hmm. I may as well just start putting it out there, but you hit on a key point, Willow. It's not about being gratuitous with it. I I don't swear for the sake of swearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I swear a hell of a lot less than people think I do. Mm. I think people might see one post with a swear word and think, oh, yeah. she's swearing all the time. And I'm actually not. I think if you actually look through a lot of my posts, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not in there. Um, and I, I am very as a copywriter, as well as a professional, because I I am, I'm a professional, 
however you choose to define that it's, mm-hmm. it's up to ourselves isn't it and what our clients think of us but as a writer I choose every single one of my words carefully so if it doesn't need a swear word one is not going to go in there right if I put one in it is to make an emphasis or to make people laugh mm-hmm. you know I, I like that mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that so every word is chosen right so yeah. It's, it's not a flippant thing that I would do. It's something where I think, is this going to have meaning? Is this going to have impact? Is this going to mm-hmm. add to the flow of what I'm saying? Because ultimately, I am on there to show people that I can write. Mm-hmm. And that yep. means choosing words carefully mm-hmm. and not, not choosing words that keep me vanilla and keep mm-hmm. me at the same level as, as anyone else. It's about choosing mm-hmm. words that have impact. Where possible, right. try and make a pun or some wordplay on something. So, for example, last weekend, um, we went to watch the ice hockey. And mm-hmm. and I put in my post, I didn't have a clue what the puck was going on. And <laughs> I just thought, yeah, that's brilliant. Myself for that, you know, could have thought what, what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And, you know, that strong kind of thing. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this sport. It's crazy. It's violent. I've got mm-hmm. no idea. But I thought I can have some fun with it. But you'd better mm-hmm. believe someone, someone took offense to me saying what the puck because it was clear that I was inferring what the fuck. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't say that, did I? Right. So, but people, people yeah. will take offense if they want to. And right. so I am not going to play that game. I am right. not. Yeah. You will offend someone, whatever you do. <laughs> it's so true. That's the yeah. thing. Um, so the voice has developed, your voice has developed over time. Yeah. And when you write, so your, your branding is, you know, they're going to hire you to put personality in their project. Yes. How do you, like, how much of Joe is in their writing? If that makes sense. Like, how do you really grasp a personality and speak from that? I think it's a very, very hard thing to do. Very, very hard. Imagine. Over the years, it's something I've not had to do a, a great deal of. I've not had to get their voice as much because what I'm finding is the people who are contacting me and saying, will you work for us? Will you do this with us? It's because they love how I speak, how mm-hmm. I write and the impact I have with the language I choose. So I would okay. say 95% of them are there saying, just, just write as you, because that's that's how we want to speak. That's how we want to come across. That's the tone of voice that we love. So okay. yeah, I'd say nine times out of 10, at least, it is me writing as me, really. <laughs> She's great. It's taken a while to get there. Mm-hmm. It's taken a lot of confidence for me to be able to put that style out there and hope that people will not only love it but will mm-hmm. buy into it right. so it's taken a while but then for other clients remember that the whole copywriting process isn't just a case of they give me the brief I write it and then they go away mm-hmm. they come back with it and say can we add this can we take that away or I don't think we can make that joke or I don't know if that will get across in the way we think it will. So there's always that editing process. So sometimes I make jokes mm-hmm. in, in my, my client's work and, and they'll say, oh no, we'll have to cut that one out. I think that one might be pushing it too far. Right. And that's fine. Isn't it? And that's me acting on their feedback to get into their voice. And then mm-hmm. in the future, I know what the level is then because I've right. worked with them before. I know what boundaries we can push, but likewise, I know what things we've got to stay pretty standard with. Mm-hmm. So, so it's nice. Um, and being picky with projects, it is, 
it, it is it, it gets you into that good posi- position of not having to think oh my god how do I write like a 59 year old accountant <laughs> you know, I, I just don't use the 59 year old accountant because I don't feel I can speak on their behalf so right and yeah. and you've said as well you don't have an ideal client you don't have a niche at this point yeah. it ultimately is down to who do you really want to work with and have yeah. the most fun yeah I want I do I want to yeah. have fun I want to enjoy it um I, I like the idea that let's say I mean one of my clients did email me at 11 o'clock last night now I would never go oh they've e-. if it was your boss mm-hmm. in a previous yeah. life I'd have gone oh it's 11 o'clock at night he's emailed me I have to do the work now mm-hmm. that kind of thing I yeah. think I would slap my feet my um past past self. Self. Yeah. yeah definitely I would absolutely slap the shit out of them for having mm-hmm. that attitude. I must do it now for someone else, even though I, I supposedly clocked off six hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, my, my client emailed me and I was so excited with the change she wanted. She said, oh, can we try this in my web copy? Can we try this next time you're on the project? Can we try it? And I was so excited. So I did it last night. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what, what are you doing? She emailed me this morning saying, what the hell were you doing? Why weren't you in bed? This could have waited till next week. And I thought, no, it was fun. I was excited mm-hmm. what you suggested and I wanted yeah. to do. And that's the telling of the fact that you've, you've chosen the right clients and, mm-hmm. and that the right one is choosing you. Um, yeah, I just, it, it is important to have fun. And I don't, that's why I don't want to have an ideal client because mm-hmm. I feel that I might be missing out on some great ones because they yeah. don't fit in the box that I've defined. So, yeah. so do you know what? I talk about that the 59 year old accountant, there have been, people in finance who've come to me saying I want to work with you now traditionally I would have thought no I don't work in finance I don't like it Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy it I don't understand it enough but if I really like them Mm -hmm. why would I turn down right and so I've got this great range of clients who are doing different things one is a, a biochemist I know nothing about the bio or the chemist side of it at all but he he loves me and, and how I write and he wants to make his work more relatable mm-hmm. to people who don't know about these things so that's why he wants someone who has no clue about right. it to and put it across in in understandable terms and but if I'd have had that niche or I'd mm-hmm. have had that ideal client he wouldn't have fit into either of them and right. I would never have had the opportunity to work with him I've been working with him for three and a half years wow you know yeah so to think that I never have met him it's awful yeah. And I, well, you're going against the grain again, being rebellious. And I think that is why it's working because you're showing up much more authentically rather than yeah. following some rules and putting yourself in a box. Yeah, definitely. So, so that would be advice. If someone wanted to follow in your path, would you give them that same advice? I, I would, but I would say, um, don't worry if you don't get there straight away, you know, follow mm-hmm. that path by all means, but don't worry if it takes you on a couple of little detours. Don't worry if confidence gets knocked a little bit. Don't worry if your boundaries get pushed a little bit in the first instance, because I think as with everything, experience Mm -hmm. is key. And and like I said, I am where I am now in my business, but I wasn't there the minute I went into business. I've had Mm -hmm. to learn lessons. I've had to test things out. I've let boundaries slip because I've thought, oh, this'll, this'll be okay. And then in some cases it has been okay, but in other cases it's bitten me in the ass. Mm-hmm. And I think, 
oh, that was my fault. I shouldn't have let that happen. But I enjoy the, the lessons I'm learning. It, it's like um, everyone said to me at the start, oh, you can't charge up front for what you're doing. No one will, will pay. Hmm. And I thought, okay, right, that, that's fine. People obviously don't charge up front. That's fine. And then I thought, well, actually, this no, I... I've bought from people where I've charged up front. Yeah. And it, even when you go and get, you know, your, your groceries and your shopping, you don't, you know, go and use the cleaning equipment or cook the meals and then go back to the supermarket and go, yeah, that was great. Here's the money for everything <laughs> I bought from you last right. time. You don't do it. So um, likewise, um, you know, you, you buy a car from someone you know, you, you give them all your details, you know, you don't mm -hmm. keep the car for a month and then go, I'll pay for that. You put a deposit yep. down, you know, it, it's mm -hmm. about, about how you choose to use business and to think, well, a lot of businesses do actually charge up front. But so I, but I didn't at the start because everyone mm -hmm. said you can't do that, you can't charge up front. It's not right. right and people don't like it. Um, but then I had a client who I did £2,000 worth of work for mm -hmm. and he disappeared off the face of the earth. Mm awful and as so as well as yeah. him having that work and then you know no doubt going out and building a business with it because he's got all this copy mm -hmm. doing it somewhere under a different name whatever I've also lost that time and energy that I've been sitting there working yeah. on it for him and so I changed I learned from that mistake I thought I'm going to enjoy this I could sit here and wallow which mm -hmm. I did a bit yeah, of course yeah I could learn from it and I could totally change what I do and now it's right now you pay up front if you don't trust mm -hmm. that I'm the right person please don't trust me go somewhere else that's fine I am not going to take offense mm -hmm. I get some people wouldn't want to pay up front so I get it but the majority of people go no that's fine yep here you go weeds people out and that's the thing yeah, setting setting your own rules that's it does that's it, the it, thing it's an enjoyable process you know you, yeah. you hurt a little bit at the time you take the knocks but you you learn from the mistakes and you think I am stronger for that and I'm glad mm -hmm. I've changed things on my own terms because of what happened to me rather than doing what everyone else said I should do so yep. I think yeah carve your own path but don't mm -hmm. worry if it gets to that destination straight away it won't mm -hmm. try and enjoy it if you can try and keep moving forward <laughs> definitely so that brings me to one of my last questions what are you most proud of um oh I'm I'm proud that I'm I'm still here Willow because mm -hmm. um I think it's hard for business owners mm -hmm. anyway so many of yep. them fail within the first couple of years so I'm I'm proud that my business is still here I'm proud that I I think I'm a good mom despite the fact that I never thought I would be it wasn't mm. it wasn't something I planned on doing I never mm -hmm. I never said never to having kids, but it wasn't something I was desperate to go out and do. Mm -hmm. I would have, it traditionally, I would have liked to have tried building my business first and then seen where it took me. But then I might have never gone with it. Had it not happened, mm -hmm. I might constantly be saying, oh, I should just do another year. I should yep. just get another year of trading under my belt. And then the pandemic hit and I would have gone, oh, I can't have a baby now. Right. Can't do it so true. It would have kept pushing me back. And she is, I'm, I'm not going to be all, oh, she's the best thing that ever happened to me because I, I find people a little bit patronizing when they say that. I'm like, no, you, you were still a person before that baby came along. But but she is amazing. And I love who she is turning out to be. And she's fantastic. Of course, she's everything to me. 
mm-hmm. but my business is also everything to me. Yeah. So so I'm delighted that I've kept them both alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm glad that my business has got personality. I'm, I'm glad that my my baby's got. Well, she, she's four, but still <laughs> my baby. She's got this personality. I'm grateful that I got through and I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I made it through because I did not find any of it easy. Mm, yeah. I, struggled, I struggled in pregnancy and I struggled when the baby arrived and mm-hmm. I developed, um, I didn't have postnatal depression, but I, I developed severe anxiety mm. and it was just awful. Wow. It, it was like I was being eaten alive from the inside out. I couldn't wow. enjoy anything. I couldn't enjoy, I couldn't relax, I couldn't rest because anytime something went well, mm-hmm. I was just waiting for the next blip. I found she was she was a difficult baby. It's uh-huh. not her fault, obviously. Yeah. Right. You know, newborn struggle. She struggled medically with things and it made things very, very difficult. I felt alone. I felt mm-hmm. like everyone else was doing it better than I was. And I, I wasn't enjoying it. I felt like everyone was enjoying being a new mom and I wasn't. And so honestly, whilst I, I guess the standard answer would be to say, oh, I worked with this client on this project and got these results. It's not about that. It's the mm-hmm. fact that I've, I've kept the business and I've done well with it. I've got a beautiful mm-hmm. little girl who's doing remarkably well. And I'm here. I have mm-hmm. I've fought the good way. I'm here. And I'm, I'm having a laugh about it. And so that I think is, is what I'm most proud of. I hope that's not mm-hmm. too much of a soppy answer no. or anything. Oh, it's, it's so real. I, I appreciate that you Thank know, you. because yeah. it's, that's what we need to hear is the truth about these things. And we can look at people, especially online and make assumptions that everything has just been perfect. And I mean, again, I looking from the outside in thought, oh, she's been doing this forever, you know, and just makes it look easy so it's it's I mean I'd hope I'd hope I make it look easy because because I'm genuinely having fun what I'm doing but but I haven't always been like that as we've talked about either as Mm -hmm. a kid a young adult even in my own business I haven't always been like Mm -hmm. that it's been a slow process of of becoming more confident growing into what I can do Mm -hmm. realizing that I am more in control than I think I am and and just trying to get through each day as it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I have, I have down days. I have bad days in, in motherhood, yeah. in business, in just life in general, but mm-hmm. I want, I kind of want to bring a bit of joy. So whenever I write a post, I sometimes do sit there and think, I hope this makes people laugh. Mm-hmm. I, I hope, you know, they, they may never hire me because of it. They may never think, Oh, she's the copywriter for us. But I hope if it makes someone feel a bit better, it gives someone a better day than they've Mm-hmm. previously having then then that's a good thing because yeah. I think we can all do our part to make the world a bit of a better a better place really if we definitely can. laughter humor that's the key yeah and that's why you're magnetic oh, I mean truly you. that's why I think um so business wise and life wise what are you most looking forward to I'm writing a book and yes I oh. know everyone's writing a fucking book no they? but you need a book Everyone's writing one. yeah Put it on. Um, what's your book about? I, I, I am actually writing one because I just thought well I help people write those you know yeah. I will edit people's books for them and I, I should write my own you know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a writer I've got stuff to say mm-hmm. so I am writing a book um but it's very very light-hearted as you'd probably mm. expect um, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm writing a book about drawing the parallels between running a business and having a small child. Oh, wow. And how largely mm-hmm. both of them are a bit shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like, um, if you can handle this with your child, mm-hmm. you can do it with your business. It's fine. This mm. is, I'm sorry, drawing the parallels, the similarity, how they're not different at all. So I thought it'd be a good book for people who are running their own business and they may have a baby on the way, the way mm-hmm. I did, um, or they may have small children and they're trying to balance the whole, how do mm-hmm. I run my own business and have a, a small child running around the house? Likewise, it might be fun for people who are already parents and they're thinking of starting their own business. Mm-hmm. What else can we draw? So it's just very anecdotal. It's silly. It's mm-hmm. it's just designed to be a bit of a giggle and maybe to give some business advice in the everything mm-hmm. page. So, but, but I need to sit down and write it. I've been looking at the same 10 chapters for about a year now. So okay. For about 40 more. <laughs> 40 more chapters. They're only short. Don't worry. They're only short. Oh they're not short enough. <laughs> a year isn't that long, actually. I hear people oh. seven years, eight years. I'm like, God, just get it no, done no, already. No, but. no, don't say that to me. Because if you say, oh, it takes the average person seven years. <laughs> I will wait another six years. I know I will. I'll just not do anything and go, well, Willow said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Have you but declared it? I have. I've declared it because I thought that was a big mm-hmm. thing in actually getting it done. Yeah. It's like when you tell everyone you're going to lose weight, you know, and everyone goes, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> if, I, yeah. if I declare it, I have to do it. I have to hold myself accountable. So mm-hmm. I have. Um, I've invested some money as well as some time into making mm-hmm. sure that we produce it looks beautiful. I have had a publishing offer, which is mm. great. Wow. It's so hard to get one, but I'm toying with the idea of self-publishing mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I, I don't know which way to go, but I'm 40 in January and I've said, no, I want this out when I'm 40. Mm. So it has mm-hmm. to be out by this time next year, Willow, or I failed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that good, that's huge. And you're only 40. I mean, so young. Uh, that's where I keep telling myself. Yeah. That's what I'm telling I'm... myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's the new 50. That's what I hear. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I believe. I'll let you know when it's released. Of course. Thank you. I'll be following you for sure. Where can people find you? Uh, LinkedIn for as long as I'm not banned. So yeah. <laughs> get me while you can. Get me while you can on there. Uh, my website is agoodwriteup.com. What is your belief around that? And when kind of what do you have a schedule that you stick to or anything like that? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my posts, although I do choose the words carefully, as I've said, mm-hmm. and I think how I'm going to write this, a lot of the ideas are off the cuff and I'll think, mm. oh, that'd be good to write about. And usually okay. I'm trying to accompany it with a photo. So like we'll be out shopping or something and I'll go to my husband. Oh, I just need to get a photo of this. And he'll go, oh, it's going on LinkedIn, isn't it? What? <laughs> He's like, can't, can't we just enjoy doing some Christmas it. shopping or something? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, but this is going to be great. You know, um, so it is kind of in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But then I do try to save some stuff. So if I put a post out this morning, and then I see something out and about and I think that would make a good post. I'll write mm-hmm. it and I'll save it because right. I think, well, no, the other post is out there at the moment. Let that organically mm-hmm. grow. Let's see what happens with that. I can always post this one tomorrow or later on or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
But likewise, I'm never going to post something just for the sake of it. I'm not going to sit there yeah. and say, I haven't posted in three days. I have to say mm-hmm. something because it's like you said, it's that quality over quantity. I yeah. would rather people saw my posts and thought, oh, what's she written rather mm-hmm. than, oh my God, it's another one from her. <laughs> <laughs> so I, just don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah. Um, right. Like. I just think let, let's be a little bit more free and easy with it. And I think if you're that worried about not being visible on there, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people are, and that's fine. You're thinking mm-hmm. I've got to say something. Engage with someone else's content. Right. You know, yeah. go and have a look at someone else's post. Look at your feed. What's in there? What can you contribute to? What can mm-hmm. you add to? What can you give a different opinion on? What can you support? What can you give a few words of encouragement for to someone else or say, well done, right. this is amazing, this is inspiring? Because it doesn't just have to be about you starting mm-hmm. the conversation. We need to be continuing the conversations with other people. If we want people to engage with us, we have to engage with them. So yes, do that. Much I better love that. Your own stuff. Yeah, it feels really good too. I love I the so. engaging and just sometimes I have, it's coming from the shoulds. Yes. You know, and I find that, yeah, yeah stop yeah. shooting all over yourself. Yeah, it's like, stop, stop listening to what everyone else tells you. You should do, yeah. just do what works for you. Do what's comfortable for mm-hmm. you. I'm a big fan of comfort zones. I really yeah. are. You know, <laughs> yeah. They're comfortable. They're, they're fucking comfortable. So if you mm-hmm. don't want to come out with it just yet, don't. Right. Yes. That's <laughs> such great advice. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. This has been the, so much fun, which oh, I knew it would you. be. Oh, <laughs> I've been so looking forward to it. Well, I really <laughs> oh, have to. So, so much. It's been brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> so, mwah, Thanks lots again. Of love to you. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode brought to you by Be Seen Productions. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and smash that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast so you will be the first to know when an episode is live in the first and last week of the month. And also for visibility, a review makes a huge difference, especially a five-star review. So thank you in advance if you are inclined to, to do so. And if you're a small business owner who is ready to elevate your online presence, get in touch with me, willow at bseenproductions.com. And seen is spelled S-C-E-N-E. Let's make some magic together. Thank you again for being here. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep carving your own fucking path.